Welcome to the Rise Priestess podcast, a place for women just like you who are in the process of claiming their callings, rising into priestesshood, and building a legacy. This is where values-driven women come to learn how to unleash their gifts and share them unapologetically with the world to unlock deep contribution and potent prosperity. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Coxon. I'm an author, yoga teacher, activist, and business mentor. I bridge together feminine-inspired leadership and divine masculine action that quantum leaps you into an expansive experience of life and business. I believe that business is a vehicle for not only living a more purposeful and free life, but for also contributing to social and ecological healing. I live in a coastal town in Portugal and have been channeling my inner priestesshood into various heart-centered businesses since 2016. Back then, I left my life as an archaeologist to play my part in the reawakening of the feminine. Although I now run a successful mission-driven business, it's been quite the journey. I've had to move past imposter syndrome, own my gifts, make friends with money, step into feminine leadership, dismantle toxic conditioning, and learn ethical marketing practices. I'm here to help you on your journey to living life and doing business on your terms. From guest interviews to solo heart riffs to laser coaching sessions, this podcast is here to inspire you to reclaim the feminine, live your dharma, and get paid for being you. So sit back, take a deep breath, sister, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. In this episode, I'm going to be reflecting upon the year 2020. I know most of us are already in those stages of reflecting upon this past what the fuck year. And I want to share with you what it's taught me, how I've transformed, and what I'm now committing to creating in the world moving forward. Now, before we begin, this episode is sponsored by my book, Yay! The Way of the Priestess, A Reclamation of Feminine Power and Divine Purpose. Here's a little bit more about the book. In ancient times, priestesshood was a doorway to feminine power and divine purpose. And today, embodying the energy of the priestess is a way for women to dismantle systems of oppression, reclaim the feminine, share their truth, own their gifts, and create freedom in their lives and in the world. And by tracing priestesshood in ancient times and sharing stories from my own life, in the way of the priestess, I explore how the priestess has been playing a pivotal role in the awakening of the feminine. So whether you want to live more authentically, whether you want to start a business or a movement, or maybe just feel more ease and joy and purpose in your life, the way of the priestess will inspire you to walk hand in hand with your feminine truth. And it will also radically shift the way that you see the world and the part that you're here to play in its evolution. So currently the book is available for pre-order. It comes out in the middle of January. And when you do pre-order the book now, you will get a free ticket to our community priestess activation circle. So this event will go on sale for 66 UK pounds, but to get a free free ticket all you need to do is pre-order the book now and you can do this at www.drsarahcoxon.com forward slash book or you can click the link in the show notes and sign up all right 
2020. Oh, what a ride. And I don't think I particularly need to go through a list of what's happened this year. You guys have been there, you know, um, and perhaps it's not even really particularly helpful. But what I feel is more useful for you is to share with you the lessons that I've learned, recognizing that often when we share, we create mirrors um, for others to understand. So you can kind of see yourself and your own evolution through the mirror of my um, reflections. That's it. And outwardly, it probably doesn't look like I've changed that much, but inwardly, in many ways, I feel like I'm a whole different person. I'm a whole different woman. And there have been incredible wins this year for me and also some moments when I've experienced a lot of darkness and a lot of fear. And specifically, I want to share with you three of the biggest lessons that I have learned this year as a priestess, as a woman, as a business owner, and as a human being. And if any of these resonate with you, I'm sure that they will, but if any of this really resonates with you, then please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Dr. Sarah Coxon, or you can take a screenshot of you listening to this and tag me and share your, um, your best bits or your biggest insights on your Instagram stories. Um, I always love to connect you as a community. All right, so here we go. Here's the first one that living a life that's in alignment with who we really are is radical rebellion and sacred activism in action. Living a life that's in alignment with who we really are is radical rebellion and sacred activism in action. So for years, the foundation of my work has been the understanding that patriarchy as a system of oppression has really had a lot to answer for. And if you don't know what patriarchy is, there is an episode, one of the earlier episodes that talks about the shortcomings of patriarchy and why it's so problematic. So you can check that out. But this year, I have become increasingly aware of other systems of organization and how they intersect and oppress. So white supremacy is one. If you're black or you're a woman of color, then you know firsthand how this has affected you in subtle and not so subtle ways. And if you're white, then hopefully you've started to do a little bit more reflection and you've been doing the work to understand and dismantle this awful system that has become internalized within you. But there's also another system of oppression that has really made itself known to me this year, and that is capitalism. And I wrote a chapter in my in my book called Capitalism Needs a Makeover. And in it, I describe all the ways that focusing on profit and productivity only just fuck us and the planet over. And in that chapter, I present another way of thinking through or rewriting capitalism. And I have to say that even since the the publication of that book since it's gone to print, my understanding of it has completely shifted and I, I'm pretty sure that this is where a lot of my work is going to be going over the next, I don't know, few months, few years, let's see. 
So most of us have been conditioned to believe that we should strive for certain things. And most of us never question if these things are really in alignment with our true selves and our desires. We blindly follow until we end up burned out, dissatisfied, unfulfilled, or something else happens in our lives. And I've learned even more this year that really taking the time to get to know myself and my values even more fully and then make sure that I'm aligning my decisions with them is radical rebellion against a system that is not designed to make us happy. It is designed to keep itself going. And this is sacred activism. So here's an example. If I identify myself as an entrepreneur, which is what the online space is telling me that I am, and for a while I identified myself as an entrepreneur, and even in the book I've, I've said, I've talked about my entrepreneurial journey, then I am supposed to, quote unquote, build and scale businesses. And this is the narrative peddled in the online space. It's all scale this, build that, grow your biz to six or seven figures. If you guys are new or existing uh, business owners, then you will understand this. And maybe if you have nothing, you, you've never even thought about building a business, then maybe this feels a bit alien to you. But essentially what it is, is something external to me and to us is telling me what I should be, what I should identify as and what I should be doing. And it's really easy to get swept up in this. And I must admit that at the beginning of this year, I started feeling like maybe that's what I should be doing. Like my focus should be that because that's what they're telling me that I should do. Which is really ironic considering that um, so much of my work is about dissolving conditioning. (laughs) And here was just a new set of conditioning that was just being transplanted onto me. And that's the thing, we are getting conditioned all the time. Anyway, luckily, because I do know myself really well and I keep committing to doing that inner work of reclamation, this isn't a one-time only event, like I'm always doing that deep inner work. I realized that something actually felt off. And as I took the time to reflect and to dig deep, I realized that this this sense of constantly having to grow this business was completely out of alignment with who I am. And first of all, I am not an entrepreneur. I'm not, like I don't really give a shit about building and scaling businesses beyond what is you know, what is appropriate and what is sustainable and healthy. I don't need anything more than what I actually have right now. I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm a teacher. I'm a mentor. And recently I've realized that I am also an activist. And therefore my goals are these things first. Money is secondary. Now, money is important. And I'm not denouncing money. I'm not saying that um, money is bad. And and I have several (laughs) podcast episodes about money and why it's inherently neutral. But the accumulation of money for money's sake is just, I mean, why? It's like, no. (laughs) So money is important. It is power and I can do a lot of good 
with the money that I earn, but it's secondary to my first goals, which are to teach, which are to have an impact and which are to make sure that I'm in alignment with these goals. And second is that actually endless economic growth for the sake of it is actually really damaging to our planet. The current market economy is based on a fundamental lie that nobody talks about this. But the lie is that there are infinite resources and there just aren't. So the idea of endlessly scaling in my business is just simply an emulation of this. It's just reflective of this wider capitalist perspective, which says that growth in order for an economy or a business to be healthy, it must be always growing. But underneath that is the presumption that there are infinite resources and there are not. So I think many of us don't even call into question these narratives. And this isn't just for building a business or scaling a business. This is just for anything in our lives. This sense of like endless endless growth without really allowing there to be times when we're not growing or we are resting or we're retreating or going within. So I'm now very, very clear that my only job and purpose in this world is to help women live their fullest embodiment, not their conditioning. And to also play my part in bringing the feminine and masculine back into balance. My belief is that the reason that we're in such a pickle in the way that we are in our current culture, global culture that it is now, is because the foundation of that is that the masculine and the feminine are out of balance and the feminine has been devalued. That's the only reason why. If we had more women who are allowed to be in their feminine in positions of leadership, we would probably not be in this mess. And if we, as a society, really valued the feminine, which is essentially nature, we wouldn't be raping our planet in the way that we are. So that's what I'm here for. I'm here to play that part. So what I'm saying here is that we constantly have to do the deep inner work of reclamation. We have to be constantly doing the deep inner work to connect to our truth and our authentic selves and our values time and time and time again and make sure that we're not getting swept up in narratives that promise us fulfillment but they actually take us further away from who we truly are and what we truly desire for our lives and the planet and actually this is why I'm so so excited about um, an upcoming program that I'm facilitating called dreams desires dharma oh I just get chills when I say that which in it, I'm sharing all of my tools and practices that will help you to come home to yourself, to help you to dissolve your conditioning and to live with and on purpose. And the doors will be open on the 15th of December. Spaces are very, very limited. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I need to be in this container, whatever it is, then if you want more inf information, then you can send me an email sarah at drsarahcoxon.com or you can send me a message on instagram at drsarahcoxon and i will send you over the details and you can decide okay the second thing that i've really learned really integrated and really embodied to the best of my ability this year is this our worth is inherent our worth is inherent 
So we are conditioned to believe that the numbers associated with us, with our names, mean something about us. Be it the amount of money that's in our bank account, our salaries, the number of likes we have, or the number of followers we have. And we basically use numbers to measure our worth. And it's toxic and it's so painful, isn't it? Because we never feel like we quite measure up. When we use this metric as a way to understand our worth, we never feel like we quite measure up. How could we? Because there's always more. So there have been days throughout this year when I have noticed that I've kind of felt low in my mood and I'm like, where is that coming from? And I've realized that this is when perhaps my Instagram engagement is down or, you know, a, a post didn't get many likes or perhaps I had 20 unsubscribes from my email list after I sent out one email. And I realized that when I feel low, what has happened is that I've made that number mean something about me. And usually the story goes along the lines of people don't think I'm valuable enough or they think I suck or they're not interested. No one's ever going to want to work with me and blah, 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 blah. And now that's not my fault. It's just that, you know, this is how our society operates. This is why we adore celebrities because they're rich. This is why we look at influencers on Instagram and we immediately think they're more worthy than us because they have like X amount of thousands of followers. It's fucked up, but it's not our fault. And we've been taught this, you know, we've been taught to attribute our worth to a number, whether it's our, our marks in class at school, you know, or how many, I don't know, Pokemon cards you, you had. Yes, that was actually a thing when I was at school. So it's really no wonder that we find ourselves in our adult lives chasing numbers. So for me this year, I've actually had my most successful year, quote unquote. And this is not because of the numbers, but this is because of how aligned I have felt and how me I have felt and how much I'm like really understand who I am and what I'm here for. And how much time I now have things for the things that matter. For me, like I'm recognizing that that is the measurement of my success. I even consider my book a success. Not because it sold thousands of copies, not yet, <laughs> maybe, we'll see. But because the process of writing it was deeply, deeply enjoyable. You know, I would wake up in the morning, walk the dog, come back into bed with a cup of tea and I would just write for a couple of hours cozy and warm and just letting it all flow and I'm like, oh it just felt so juicy and also the whole process of publishing it has been a massive growth edge for me there's been a lot of um, unresolved trauma that I thought I had dealt with that has come to the surface during this process to for me to see and to heal so I've I've met parts of myself that needed seeing and healing so the fact that I enjoyed it, it was amazing to write. The fact that it's been a growth edge and I've grown from the publication process, can that not be called success? So I have made a conscious choice not to be focused on how many copies get sold. I have made a, a conscious choice to really not care about that, knowing that it's already a success 
And if it changes just one person's life, and it will for sure, then that's the impact that I was here to make in the world. So really numbers mean nothing, and yet our experience is everything. And don't ever forget that intangible shifts, that's what's powerful. Sometimes it's quite challenging to share with you guys about what goes on in some of my paid containers, some of my paid programs, because the shifts that go on are not always tangible to begin with. Yes, they can be translated into women eventually um, following certain career paths or finding the right relationship or building a business and starting to create sustainable income from it. That can usually happen later on, but during the program or just after, the shifts are actually fairly intangible and it's just that someone knows themselves better like you know she knows herself better or she feels different her beliefs about herself have changed and we forget the power of the intangible because we're so focused on numbers and what we can see but remember that the intangible is powerful and if you've had a year like me where outwardly nothing looks like it's changed but inwardly you feel like a different person then that, that is your success. Okay, so the third thing that I have learned this year is that simplicity creates abundance. It's simplicity that creates abundance. So I, like many, many people, loved lockdown when it happened in March and April and May. Um, actually, I really don't like the term lockdown. It's very militaristic. It's super... Um, super patriarchal, um, but I, I love the experience. I prefer to call it like hibernation. And when I reflect upon why I loved it so much, it was simply because everything was simplified. I didn't have to do anything. During that time, I still worked. I was still um, facilitating my programs and it was amazing to be, oh, so much happened during that time because so many of the women who were in lockdown, um, they could devote even more time to to this work with me, which was incredible. But I didn't feel this pressure to be or do anything other than that. And I really liked that. And this has sparked a lot for me this year. You know, this year, like many people, I have been connecting with nature on an even deeper level. And that's... Um, kind of led me to start learning and implementing permaculture and sustainability and what I have learned through that through understanding different disciplines is that actually complex systems required more energy to sustain and it's counterintuitive but it's true whereas simple systems actually require less energy Therefore, if I have more things in my life, be it material things or friendships or even clients, I have to expend more energy in the form of my time or money to maintain them. So I truly want to be more sustainable in my life and not depleted of my time or my energy of my money. So I've realized that it's actually much better to strip things down in my life. And I've been really doing that over the past few months. And in my life, this looks like focusing on a few key friendships and also living, uh, not necessarily 
minimalist lifestyle in the sense that you think of all these YouTube vlogger types, like no, but more minimalist. And I've also been really intentional about what I'm consuming online. I, if you guys are following me on Instagram, then you know that I unfollowed everyone a few months ago so that I can be really intentional about my consumption. And it means then I get to choose who I interact with. And I'm usually just interacting with my community. If anyone's interacting with me, I will head over to your profile and say, hello, this is how it works. But I won't necessarily have your stuff showing up on my feed. And that's because I want to be intentional. And it's also felt a lot better to do that. I'm also intentional about what I purchase. I'm always asking myself, does this have real utility? And by that, I mean, do I actually need this? Will this have longevity in my life? Will I need this? Will I, will I have a lot of use out of this? Or am I desiring this because it's going to make me feel like I'm elevating my status? So, and that's fantastic because it allows me to be super, super intentional. And it makes sure, it means that I'm not getting sucked into this idea that I am what I have. In my business, this looks like not trying to scale. Shock horror, my goodness, how could you not try and scale your business? Um, but the truth is, like, if I decide that I wanted to scale my business for the sake of it because everyone else is, like I said earlier, I would actually need more help from my team. So I already have Abby, who's my assistant, she's wonderful, but I would probably need to um, utilize her even more and bring in other contractors and blah, blah, blah. And actually what happens is my profit margin would actually decrease. So why would I do that? And I would also have to pay more taxes. So yeah, we must question whether or not this idea of like complexity really gives us the abundance that we think it will. To continue to share with you guys, because I love to be honest, um, to share with you what, what things will be looking like for drsarahcoxon.com um, and for my brand and my business in 2021. I will only be offering three group programs, offering Embodied Abundance, The Way of the Priestess Business Catalyst and dreams, desires, and dharma, which is the program that opens really soon. I will not be focusing on bringing more women into them, as is expected of me. I will simply focus on bringing in similar numbers of women and working sustainably to ensure that I give you guys the best possible care when you join these containers. So if you know that you're going to be one of these women this year, like you are in for a treat because I believe that less is more and I believe that I can serve a lot better if I'm not trying to focus on where is my next client coming from and how can I grow this thing. It's just not necessary. And I've also decided as well that for, well, I've already implemented this, but maybe you guys aren't, if you're not in a paid program of mine, then you won't know this, but for each woman who joins my programs, for every month that they are working with me, they will have 12 trees planted on their behalf. And what this does is sequester the same amount of carbon as an average person produces in a month. So this is really in alignment with what I believe needs to happen moving forward is that we need to protect 
our planet and um, the best way I can do that is to use my gifts which is creating these transformative experiences to help women feel differently about themselves and express themselves fully and also at the same time know that I'm contributing, that we are contributing communi communally um, to the regeneration of ecosystems. Because I want to be part of the solution and not the problem. And I know that many of you listening to this podcast will be joining me in these programs and coming on this epic journey with me and I just want you to know that when you do that, I promise you that you will be seen, you'll be held, you'll be taken care of and you will be taught how to live in integrity with who you truly are and what you desire for the planet. So that's it. <laughs> that's it for now. And before we leave, I just want to share that if this podcast is having an impact upon you, then please consider sharing it. You can either share it on social media and you can tag me or you can share it with friends that you think would really benefit from listening to this wisdom. You guys are my biggest advocates for this work and I just, I cannot do it without you. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. This is such a community effort. So I'm about to finish up now, but if you feel excited about starting January and doing the deep inner work of the reclamation of your true self and purpose and you want to experience transformation and authenticity like nothing else then my program dreams desires dharma is definitely for you so you should definitely check it out the doors open like i said on the 15th of december 2020 but if you want details now because you can't wait because you're an eager beaver just like me then you can shoot me a message on instagram or you can email me sarah at drsarahcoxon.com and I will send all the details over so you can see if it's the right fit for you. Um, I'm so excited about this program. This is the culmination of so much of what I have been offering over the past few years, but in a really, really potent container. I love you so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And um, I look forward to hearing about your greatest insights from this episode. And I will speak to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise Priestess podcast. If this episode spoke to you, you can contribute greatly by sharing it to your Instagram stories. Make sure that you also tag me at Dr. Sarah Coxon so that I can personally reach out and thank you. And if you're not already a member of my Instagram community, you can pop over there now and join us. I keep it very real over there, sharing behind the scenes of my life and business to inspire you to live life and do business your own way. You can also apply to be a guest on the show by emailing sarah at Dr. Sarah Coxon with the subject podcast guest. You can also head over to my website, the link is in the show notes, to find out more about how I can help you step into your unique priestesshood to unlock deep contribution and potent prosperity. See you next time.